Welcome to the Boat Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome to the Pope Prep Coaches Show. I'm Kyle Reynolds, joined, as always, by Coach Brian Sneed. Bell buckle this past Friday night, 40-7 win. Talk a little bit about that game and what it means to this young football team to get that first victory of the season. Yeah, so it's uh, it's good to taste some success, especially for the amount of work that the guys have been putting in since the beginning of June, um, and uh, cr- try to create some momentum uh, heading into the the next part of our season. You know that was huge for us because that was a region win, um, and we started off fast and and you know we played better than we played all season long, um, and that was a testament to how our team practiced uh, this week. Again, we, we grade all of our practices and kind of keep a tally in the, in the locker room on our, on our whiteboard of, you know, how we practice, um, what, are the, what do those measurements look like. And, you know, out of nine categories, I think seven were the best that we've practiced all season. Um, so and it's good for that to show up on game day. So to do that against a regional opponent, to, to get some success after a tough three-week stretch to start the year was, was big for our team's confidence. And last week you broke down some plays. We talked what they would like to do. Were there any surprises out of that team and what they tried to do with you all on Friday night? No, they, they stayed true to, to what they've shown on film. Uh, they tried to get it to their, their playmaker number 14 uh, down the field. Um, and they, they ran some, some of those same running plays uh, that we expected. And uh, our guys did a good job executing the game plan defensively. Uh, and then offensively, you know, they came out and, uh, you know, were in the, the fronts that we were expecting. And our, our offensive line did a great job blocking. You know, Elijah had a big game running. Um, uh, Hudson Holman and Hudson Curley had a, a quite a few connections in the passing game that kind of helped us move the ball down the field. And let's talk a little bit individually. We're going to start with Hudson Holman. Seven of eight, 166 yards, three scores. All three went to Hudson Curley, who had four catches for 126 yards. Talk about that chemistry and that connection and how they're building a bond. Yeah, so the I think he's doing a good job of um, picking and choosing and understanding what our offense is about. We're establishing the run game first. We're going to throw off of that with, with screens and play actions. Um, and he, he's done a good job of kind of uh, staying in the pocket, buying a little bit of time, um, you know, on, on the one uh, play action boot. You know, he extended the play a little bit to give Hudson uh, Curley a little bit more time to get open, um, and he made some great throws on, on the corner. Again, he's, he's continuing to get better each week throwing the football, um, and he's starting to become – you know, not someone that you look out there and, and see just a, a freshman football player. You start to see a, a varsity quarterback. So that's exciting to see. Elijah Robb, 18 carries, 183 yards, three scores, three tackles. Yeah. Talk a little bit about his play, and he even had a sack on Friday night. Yeah, so, he, I mean, he's he's a leader on our team. He's a, he's a captain. Um, he's a guy that, you know, we've talked about all year that we're going to have to lean on, and we did that offensively. Um, and then, you know, with a with a an athlete like that, you want to try to get him in on some big big moment situations. Mm-hmm. So um, our defensive coaches kind of uh, create a little bit of a, a third down package for him to get in, be able to to rush the quarterback or, or make some plays, and he was able to do that. So he only got in about four plays on defense, and I think like you said, had three tackles and a sack. So I mean, efficient. 
on the defensive side and, and very efficient, obviously, on the offensive side. Credit to the, the offensive line, uh, you know, doing a great job of sustaining mm -hmm. double teams and, and getting to the next level to, to give him some open lanes to run. Defensively, on that side of the ball, swarming, making a lot of plays. One of the names that stood out, Kyron Coleman, eight total tackles, five solo tackles. Mm -hmm. How about Kyron on Friday night? Yeah, so he's he's coming along too. I mean, again, a sophomore that, uh, that's starting for us and uh, playing – you know, inside out to the ball, you saw him running sideline to sideline and, and making tackles for no gain, um, going from one hash to, to the opposite sideline. So he's starting to understand uh, what we want out of him defensively, where he's supposed to fit. Um, and, and once you see the confidence of the players and understanding what they're supposed to do, now all of a sudden they start playing faster. And that's what he showed this past week of understanding where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there, but, and so now he can just let loose and let his athleticism take place. And another player we bring up, have been bringing up a lot this year, Xander Palmer, six total tackles, mm -hmm. two solo. Uh, Jackson Vonderhaar, four total tackles. So you've got guys who are starting to make a lot of good plays for you. Yeah. Um, and, again, all of it's with, with confidence. Uh, like I said, we, we, we probably started out uh, with our young team a little too – I wouldn't say complicated, but we threw a lot of stuff mm -hmm. at him at the beginning of the year, um, stuff that we've been able to do with some some of our more veteran players over the last couple of years. And, and so uh, credit to our defensive staff and Coach Carpenter of, of kind of scaling back a little bit and getting guys to understand, like, we can be successful with, um, you know, with a little bit less, kind of less is more model right here, and, and we're seeing that show up. So uh, we're letting our guys kind of, again, just play fast, be confident, um, and, and, you know, a lot of those guys are playing both sides of the ball, too. Uh, Xander's doing a good job offensively for us and, and blocking. Uh, Kyron's stepping in a little bit at the tight end position. Vonderhaar is playing at receiver and, and returner. So, you know, uh, a lot of these guys are getting a lot of snaps. And, and it's starting to show the progression of, um, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of plays underneath their belt now and, and getting more comfortable. Before we look at some plays over here, I want to talk for just a second because in the sports world, what happened with Aaron Rodgers on Monday night, fourth play of the year, took a, the Jets from thinking we've got a shot at the Super Bowl to all of a sudden they're in a tailspin. Last year, you had Kenny Minchie, four-star quarterback, now playing at Notre Dame. The year is starting off, and it's, and it's incredible. Next thing you know, he gets hurt in a game uh, on kind of a freak play. But you've kind of been in that position, too, and not only there with the backup, but then you go to BGA last year, your backup gets hurt. You put a wide receiver in who ends up starting a lot for the rest of the year and what I believe is one of the best coach games I've seen here in my five years here because you all overcame so much adversity after that first half of that game against BGA to get the win. So talk a little bit about that as a coach and, and maybe what the Jets are going through and what you had to go through last year. Well, you have to start the year every year with the kind of coaching and teaching the team about adversity. Uh, we talk about adversity a lot. We do a five-minute mental preparation uh, before each practice and before each game where we visualize certain things that are going to happen for us in the game, and, and part of that visualization, visualization is adversity. Uh, how are you going to handle adversity? Because um, it's going to happen. Football is a physical game. There's going to be some kind of adversity. I've never, I've never been in a game as a player or a coach, whether we were up big or down big, where there wasn't some kind of adversity. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to understand how to attack it, how to handle it, how are you going to respond to it. Uh, you have to have players that understand that the, the next play could be your, your moment in it. Um, so we talk a lot about rotational leadership in our program, how everybody has a chance to lead. Um, 
if you're not leading on the field on Friday nights, you're leading from the the sideline and in the area that you have a chance to lead. You're leading in, in practice. You're leading in your preparation so that when you get a chance to get in there, um, you can step up and be a part of that. And so I think that I think that's the biggest thing is everyone understands that at any moment the game of football can be taken away from you. Uh, we've had some guys with some season-ending injuries already this season. Um, and unfortunately, that's part of the game. Um, but you have to make those teachable moments um, for, you know, the guys that, that are getting hurt and getting injured and how can you keep them positive and keep them coaching the, the players that are playing and then the guys that are, are continuing to play to, hey, make, make every moment count um, because, you know, you never know when, when it's going to be your turn. And, and, uh, and then also the guys that are, are behind. Like you said, we had a, a backup quarterback get in uh, last year that um, got in after Kenny got hurt. You had a, another player who came in as a quarterback. We moved to receiver, and then all of a sudden, you know, his last six or seven games in a, in a Pope mm-hmm. uniform are playing at quarterback. So you got to stay ready. you gotta, you got to continue to um, continuously talk about adversity and, and how to attack that. Awesome. Now we're going to step over and break down some plays. Take it over, Coach. All right, we're going to take a look at a couple plays from our game against Webb last week. So we got a couple defensive clips up here. Uh, we're on, uh, you know, there's, they're on the plus side of the field. Uh, we're trying to make sure that we stop the run first. You know, that, uh, that's going to be our game plan going in every week. Uh, so what we do, we, we have a, a, a run blitz on right here. Coach Carpenter's got one dialed up. Um, so what we do is we're going to angle our defensive line. So our, our line is going to be angled here to the defense's left, and then we'll have two linebackers come off the edge here. The reason why we have two linebackers come off the edge is so that you can see we'll have somebody accounting for the running back and somebody accounting for the quarterback. So we have one linebacker that's going to go flat down the line of scrimmage to take care of the running back. And if any team wants to run a kind of a zone read where the quarterback can keep it, we have a linebacker here that's accounting for him. So any way they run it, uh, whether they're handing the ball off to the running back or keeping it with the quarterback, we should be good. And you can see we do a good job right here. This is, I believe, Xander Palmer coming down flat down the line and making a tackle for no gain. And our defensive line does a good job of angling and kind of creating a, a wall right here where that running back has to stop and cut back into our blitz. So you go from first and 10 to second and 10 um, and get them kind of in a, in a long yard situation, passing down typically, and that's what we want to get on a, on a first down play. So we've been stopping the run well. Uh, we kind of crowd the box. You see we have a similar blitz on here from the, from the boundary. Um, this guy's a little bit tighter. That's uh, Preston Turner's a little bit tighter. So we're, we're kind of counting him in the box. So we got a loaded box here. We're, we're geared up to stop the run. So what teams will start doing is they'll start trying to, to spread the field to get you to widen out. Uh, right here, they're going to throw a little bubble route right here. Um, our safety, Evan Nassari, is doing a good job keeping his eyes on his man. Once that ball's in the air, he needs to close the space um, and get down there. And, and Evan has done a great job of continuing to improve his tackling. Uh, especially his open field tackling. And, uh, you know, Evan was named as a, as a uh, fifth captain this week. Uh, each week we name a, a player that's kind of doing the things that we're asking him to do, continuing to approve. Um, and so he was named a fifth captain. He continues to get better each week. See him closing the space. He's not stopping his feet. He's not diving. He's striking with his shoulder, which is what we want. 
and then he keeps his feet moving and wraps up and, and waits for his teammates to get there to help clean it up. So, again, another first down play. Last time on first down, we were able to stop the run by loading up the box. This time they tried to uh, throw the bubble route, and we were able to get a tackle for no gain. Again, setting them up, uh, setting us up for a second and long situation, which is, which is what we want. Offensively, so this is, this is uh, one of the plays that we've shown before. Uh, we call it a counter play where we have a, a guard pulling and kicking out the defensive end. Our tight end, Xander Palmer, is going to be wrapping up for this linebacker. Um, this is a run for seven yards on first down. So uh, probably to the, the, you know, anyone watching the game, this wouldn't look like probably something that I'd show on film. But I want to show kind of, you know, our offensive line does a great job right here of opening this up. Um, and then and our tight end, Xander, does a great job also. So the first thing, the counter play is called a gap scheme play. So what that means is the linemen uh, are going to block down into their gap. So he's going to block down into this gap. We're going to block down, block down, and then we have a guy pulling. So usually if there's nobody in your gap, we're going to have a double team. But if anybody shows up in, in that A gap right there, you've got to come off the double team and make sure to attack it. And you can see that happening right here. You got Sam Spicer and Will Johnson attacking a double team, and we got a linebacker that's that's blitzing that A gap. So our left guard right there, Will Johnson, does a good job coming off on the linebacker. All right, his his gap is now being attacked, so he's got to come off on it. We got Drew Price, our right guard, pulling and kicking out the end, and then Xander does a great job uh, attacking that linebacker and, and opening up a seam right there for for Elijah on our running back. So. Again, the kick out, the pull, all right. And again, they, you know, we talk about numbers in the box. <clears throat> they got seven in the box. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have six, our five offensive linemen and our tight end. So we're running into a loaded box right here. So we don't have anybody accounting for this defender, all right. But we're still able to pick up seven yards, getting a second and short, and, and, and be in a good situation to continue moving the play because our guys are executing to the side that we're running. So this was one of our first touchdowns. Uh, we have formation into the boundary. Uh, so we have a lot of our receivers into, into the boundary here. We like to run to that side when we have that. We also have some counters off of it. Uh, we do a lot of pulling with our guards. So both of our guards are going to pull here, try to influence the linebackers into the boundary. And then our quarterback, Hunston Holman, does a good job of, of play faking and getting out here on the, on the boot. And you'll see Hudson Curley streaking across the field. Hudson Holman extends a play a little bit and throws a nice pass out to, for our first touchdown right there. So we also have Kyron Coleman coming out to the flat. So Hudson's got two options. He can, he can hit this flat if he doesn't get caught up in the trash right there. And then our, our deeper throw to, to Curley was open and ended up making a nice play. Awesome stuff, Coach. When we come back, Nina Havishel sits down with Father Ohanaka. So Claussen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Claussen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, 
incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. You're <laughs> <laughs> really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I'm going to hang on, okay? Love your hands, sir. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Hi, I'm here with Father Hanaka, our chaplain here at Pope. Father, tell me a little bit about your background. Um, so I was born in Nigeria. I moved here when I was five years old. Um, I've been Catholic all my life. I wanted to be a priest when I was a little, since I was a little kid. Uh, I went to Austin Peay State University for a year before I entered seminary. Um, I was in seminary for seven years and that was ordained in 2022. Nice. And what is your vision here at Pope on the spiritual sense? Um, well, my main vision is for everybody to truly um, experience, try to find God. To, I think one of the great things about our faith is that it's a search for truth. And so anything I can do to help our students try to find God, search for truth, search for Christ, I'll do whatever I can to help support them in that. Thank you. Thank you, Nina and Father. Coming up this Friday night, homecoming on the hill, and an opponent that uh, we haven't seen in a few years, but an opponent that we're going to get very familiar with over the next number of years, and that is a school just down the road, Good Pasture. Coach, talk a little bit about what you expect to see uh, in Good Pasture, and we'll sit down and break down some plays here in just a little bit as well. Yeah, they're uh, you know they're similar to us offensively as far as they want to establish the run first. Um, they're probably about 75% run. They'll play action, do some jet sweep stuff to kind of get on the edges. I think their their running back is is a pretty good back. Um, we're gonna have to tackle him well. Um, you know, defensively they're a uh, uh, four down front, uh, two high safeties, uh, a little bit of cover two, a little bit of cover three. So they kind of mix that up a little bit. Um, so. You know, the game plan is not going to change much for us. It's, uh, you know, tackle well, um, stop the run, establish the run on offense, see if we can make some plays on special teams. Um, you know, they're coming off of a, of a tough loss in a, in a region game last week, and so I'm sure they're going to be ready to play. Um, you know, anytime you throw uh, homecoming out there, um, you know, the, the opponent always gets a little bit of offended, and, you know, that, that we – our guys do the same thing when we go play, and, and we're somebody's homecoming game. So you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good atmosphere, um, especially with how close the, the two schools are, and and this being a homecoming game, and um, you know they're going to be uh, fired up after a region loss. We're we're trying to sustain some momentum after a region win. So um, I'm expecting a, it to be a, a tight game and a close one with a great atmosphere. As a coach, you don't like distractions. 
This week is always a week that's a very that's filled with distractions, mm-hmm. and you would prefer to be playing Sisters of the Poor and something that you could definitely get a win. But when you have a tough opponent coming in, talk a little bit about how you get your team ready to to focus on the game and stay away from the distractions throughout the week. Well, sure. And Kyle, I'll tell you this: there's no there's no definite wins, Kyle. <laughs> All right, there's that's why you play the game. So um, distractions, you have to address them, and you have to you can't just you know I've always. Uh, in my coaching career, kind of been of the mindset of instead of trying to skirt around the elephant in the room, just let's just throw it out there and address the facts. The fact is, uh, this is a, a homecoming game. Our seniors are, are looking forward to it. Um, there's a lot of, of stuff going on on campus. Um, you know, you have the, the homecoming dance the, the weekend, and and so you have to address those facts uh, up front and just say, hey, listen, we're playing a football game first, and then you can go enjoy the rest of the weekend and the activities but you know we started a a tradition uh, on Mondays um, after uh, the CPA game where we're gonna you know write down an excuse and we're gonna burn those and and kind of get those out of our system so there should be no excuses this week Um, adversity and distractions are all part of it so how do we respond to it and that's what we've kind of been focused on uh, for our team well, now we're going to step over again to the board and break down some plays for this week's upcoming game. All right, so now we're going to take a couple, uh, look at a couple clips from Good Pasture, a region opponent. So they're on defense here in, in the blue. So they're a four down front. They have four defensive linemen, two linebackers, and then they're usually in a two high safety look here. Um, this linebacker, uh, sometimes people count him as a safety. Sometimes people call him a kind of an outside linebacker. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a look at the box count. We'll figure out if this guy is in the box or not. If you look at the box here against this formation, uh, this is a formation that we typically run also. Um, you got six guys in the box versus their five offensive linemen and their tight end, so six on six, which should be a, a good running play. Um, and we're going to take a look, see if this guy is counted in that extra plus one in the box. Um, they do a good job. This is just a similar gap scheme play right here. Um, and this linebacker does a good job shooting the gap right there and, and making a play in the, line, in, the, in the backfield. So similar to, to some of the plays that we've seen, uh, we've got to make sure on this double team, we've got to come off on that linebacker uh, to make sure that they are, uh, you know, not, not coming through free on, on the backfield, in the backfield there. So uh, we've got to do a good job doing the things that we've, we've done, um, continue to come off on double teams, have our eyes up, ready to play. I think these linebackers do a good job coming downhill, Defensive line does a good job of, of eating up blocks, and uh, we got to be able to, to establish the run to, to have success on uh, on Friday night. Offensively, uh, offensively similar to us, they're going to be a heavy heavy run team. Um, they got formation into the boundary. Uh, we've talked about that a couple times, where with teams put formation into the boundary. Um, they're either trying to overload the boundary and get some blocking numbers to that side, or they're trying to open up all this space to the field. Um, so it looks like right here they're, they're trying to open up all this space to the field. They'll have a jet sweep coming back this way. Usually when you have a tight end and a running back offset with formation into the boundary, most teams will run some kind of jet sweep uh, or toss play back to the field. Um, and they do a good job here getting one of their athletes uh, the ball in space. You can see there's a lot of room from the run. They do a good job of sustaining blocks there. So we got to make sure that we understand, you know, formations. What are they trying to do to us? How are they lining up? Um, how can we stop the run, force them into passing situations where, where now we can kind of pin our ears back and, and get after the quarterback? So, again, 
they're going to have some downhill running plays, some speed on the edge. We got to make sure that we're, we're good tackling in space, uh, tacking blocks, and, and making sure that we're ready to go for Friday. Thanks a lot, Coach. When we come back, Nina Hallishell is going to sit down with our Student Athlete of the Week, Hudson Curley, 126 yards and three scores. And she's going to visit with Elijah Robb, who had 183 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and three total tackles. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. So Claussen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Claussen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you need to sell a home or buy a home, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. I'm here with Hudson Curley, Student Athlete of the Week. This past Friday, Hudson had four catches for 126 yards three touchdowns, and one of which was 60 yards. Hudson, tell me a little bit about the game this past Friday. So it was our first away game, so we were pretty hyped about that and went in there. We had a good game plan, went there and executed. Can you tell me a little bit about the chemistry between you and Hudson Holman on the field? Yeah, so I mean, we, we came in the summer, we met, and uh, we both had the same name, Hudson, so it was pretty cool. So we started to bond more and more, and now we're pretty close. And can you talk about what it's like to be a student athlete here at Pope? I mean, it's, it's pretty tough sometimes. you got practice and homework, but overall it's pretty good. You get a lot of help from the teachers, so it's pretty good. I'm here with Elijah Robb. Last Friday night, Elijah had 183 yards, three touchdowns, three tackles, and one sack. Elijah, tell me what it was like to play on both ends of the ball. It was awesome. It was an awesome opportunity for me to play uh, for my teammates and to get out of my comfort zone and just make plays. And currently you have an offer from TSU. Tell me what the recruiting process is looking like for you right now. Um, it's pretty slow, but at the same time, though, it's a process with everything. And as of right now, I have interest from uh, uh, Tennessee Tech, Austin P, Memphis, and Chattanooga. So they'll come around. You're currently leading the class D2AA in rushing yards with only four games under your belt. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, honestly, I'm just going to have to get some offensive line and our coaches for, you know, putting me in the right position and, you know, putting me in the right position to make plays. Our big homecoming game is this Friday night. What are your expectations? I think it's going to be a big crowd, and I think it's going to be a big opportunity for us to show that, you know, we started off 0-3, and three, and I think it, we're going to show off that, uh, you know, we're going to come back from this, and we're going to, we're going to go on a winning streak. 
Thank you, Nina. Homecoming on the Hill this Friday night, 7 o'clock here at home. Coach, good luck this week. Thanks, Al. You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Steed. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football. The Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Lawson Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.